everybody. Welcome back to Pour the Tea Podcast. I'm Mel. And I'm Tess. And we're so glad you're here as we are recapping Season 5, Episode 8 of Love is Blind. This episode is called Love is a Battlefield. And I tell you what, if that is not the truth, I don't know what it is. Tell me what you're fighting for. <laughs> I'm in love with you. And like, I want to share. <laughs> I'm in love with you. Love you. It took me a long time to find him, but he's my person. Love is blind for sure. So the way I looked made you communicate differently. I like you better without makeup and You didn't know what I looked like before. But now I do. You're not the person I fell in love with. I'm done. No wonder you say I have a lot of shit. You have nothing. This is giving me undergrad vibes. This is your dorm white walls that have nothing on it. Why do I keep finding freaking towels on the freaking floor? What am I supposed to do with this? Hang it. You're such a 24-year-old. You're a baby. You're a kid. So you have no dishes. If you would have met me outside of pod life, like, because I didn't serve you on a glass plate, like, is that going to be an expectation I don't reach and you're going to cut me off for that? The whole love is blind thing, I get that. But love also needs to eat. Love needs to have a roof. Sometimes love wants to fly first class. Johnny's here! No, that's Chris. You know we're official? It's the things that you were telling me, I wasn't the only guy you were telling. You were my number one. I wasn't your only number one. One of my dates was a girl that I have dated in the past. That's Lydia. I am the truth. Last time we saw the show this year, we slept together. You guys have this long, extensive history. It felt like she was keeping tabs on you and I. How are so many people texting me saying that you're stalking their profiles and they feel uncomfortable? And then you took no, a picture man. of my house and you sent it to me. No and you sense. said, I see you. I ain't gonna deal with this shit. This is the last time you will see my fucking face. I am the truth. If me and Milton can get through this, let's let's walk away from her. We can get through anything. So we see in the previously on, we left off at the party with Touche Uche coming in hot and Uche wanting to talk to Milton. Uche is telling Milton that while he never said anything about Lydia to Milton while they were in the men's quarters, Lydia, on the other hand, according to Uche, was running her mouth to Aaliyah telling his information and his business And what it was doing is it was scaring off Aaliyah. Okay, first of all, I don't believe a damn thing that comes out of Uche's mouth. Mm -hmm. So you can get off your high horse because the world does not revolve around you. No, it doesn't. But also on the same time, it's you weren't there. How do you know? Right. You're basing this off of, yes, I know that Aaliyah told you these specific things, but she didn't tell you the way in which Lydia told you. Right. She didn't give you the inflection or try to say, oh, you know, I'm so obsessed with him. I think she was just telling you more about Uche outside of the pods, how he is in real life. But for some reason, Uche took that as Lydia's still obsessed with him and cannot let him go. Of course, because it, it's his narrative. Like, that is his mindset, is that he is the king of this castle. So Uche feels that Lydia is getting in Aaliyah's head and that she's ruined this whole experience for her because she's the one telling her about her past with Uche. And Lydia was, Mm -hmm. you know, Uche feels that Lydia was still upset with how things ended between them and feels like Uche is trying to convince Milton that Lydia is this like poisonous apple, right? Like, uh, he even says, you're going to let her come in between you and your friends. And I'm like, okay, he's a grown man. You don't have to treat him like a child. This is Uche to Milton. You need to get over yourself because he can make his own choices, his own decisions. And I was really proud of Milton in this because he was just like unfazed. He listened to what he had to say, but he was like, that's your prerogative and this is mine. Like we have Mm -hmm. two completely different stories and, and instances here, two different relationships. Like let that be the past. She is my future and let's just move on. Yeah. Well, I think what I love so much is that Milton is not sitting here arguing with Uche. Mm -mm. He's very quiet. He's very calm and he's letting Uche say what he needs to say. 
He's giving him that respect, but he's not engaging in it. He's just not here right. to fight with him about it. Like, yes, you have your opinions right. on your relationship with Lydia in the past. I'm happy for you. Now she's with me and this is our future. And let's move on because Uche then like has his little confessional where he's by himself and he says, if she marries him, that will be the one of the biggest mistakes that he could make. And uh, <laughs> why? Because you want her? Because you want her. Okay. Okay, buddy. Uh, he just won't admit the real feelings he has towards Lydia. He cannot let her go. No. He's reflecting her actions as his own, right? So sure. he's saying that Lydia can't let him go. I don't think it's him that can let her go. Mm-hmm. She's moved on. She's engaged. She's very happy. She's very vocal about being very happy with Milton. She has never once said, oh, I wish I were with Uche. I miss him. I miss the time we had together. In fact, she even said, we realized early on that we were not good together. Right. She's let him go. Right. But he can't. He cannot let her go. And she acknowledged that. And he just keeps rehashing the past. Keeps on going. And so Uche then goes back to, like, what are they? The pod squad. And tries to, like, rally them around how Mm -hmm. he's feeling and about trying to make him feel justified, you know, in how he's feeling and bringing up the past and talking to Milton and, and bringing up the whole situation all over again. And he was like... She knew that I was going to be on this show. She either has supernatural powers for her to see in the future, or she is on this show to ruin and sabotage any of my future relationships. Mm -hmm. Don't flatter yourself there, honey. You know, like, let's just not go Uh there. But him and Miriam, so Miriam isn't one that was, like, super prominent in the season. She, if you guys remember, I think it was either the first or second um, episode. She was the, the scientist that had, like... A whole mix of stories going on that we kind of didn't know what was happening with her. But props to Miriam in this part because she flat out says, because they're getting into it, right? They're arguing over Lydia. Yeah. She has her back and saying, that's not what happened. Like, you need to watch your mouth kind of thing. And calls out that Uche has toxic masculinity. And all I could do was sit there and clap for her because I'm like, you are saying (laughs) what every woman watching this show is also saying is just. It's true. She calls him for what he is. A a card for a card here. You know, like I just. uh, Miriam, props to you on this one because I was so freaking annoyed with his toxic masculinity. Like that's the only way we can put this. Well, he's also he's sitting there trying to create this narrative putting Lydia in a bad light to everybody who will listen, this pod squad, they're all sitting there and he's saying all these negative things, like you said, about Lydia. And the girls stand up and say, that is not how this went down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have her back and this is what she's going to say. And when he gets that kickback, man, he is quick to turn around and and talk negatively to a woman Mm -hmm. and sit there and berate her and degrade her. Mm Mm-hmm. And start attacking her on personal levels because he can't create the narrative anymore. Right. He can't control these people to believe his BS. And Miriam is not one to do it. Miriam is not the one to mess with. The way that he talked to her just made my skin crawl. Because, again, we go back to him always having to have the last word to, like, uh-huh. put a pin in it to be the one that, like, stat, like shoots his venom out. And it just was, uh-huh. it was so infuriating, so frustrating listening to the crap this guy is just spewing. Uh-huh. Because he, he talked to her like she was dirt on the bottom of his shoe. Yeah. And she gets up and she, because mind you, Uche doesn't want to hear what she has to say. He feels like he yep. he is justified in leaving the conversation because it goes against his narrative. And she says, I'll read you for the filth you are. And I'm like, <laughs> you're my boo, Miriam. You're my boo. Oh, she just, she went after him. She said, yes, I work in Saudi Arabia. Yes, I have a degree from Johns Hopkins University. You can look that up. You want to talk about who's here for the cameras? I'm not Lydia or Aaliyah. You're not going to make me cry. I'll read you for the filth you are, loser. Let's stand up and slow clap for Miriam right now. Yes, yes. ma'am. Yes, yes, ma'am. She has been saying what we all have been wanting to yes. say this whole time. Yes. This whole time. And all his responses. He can only get up and leave. Exactly, because he can't handle the truth. In the middle of that conversation, Johnny comes in and she's almost enamored with what Uche is saying. 
So much so that she's sitting there really starting to believe it, believing that maybe Lydia had ulterior motives coming into this. And I'm like, hold on just a second Mm -hmm. here. You have no understanding. But she's looking at him like he is... His word is gold. Right. Which, run, honey. And everyone else is looking at her like, you're crazy. Right. And she was crazy. She, I just don't get it. Milton and Lydia come back. And Milton, oh, God, love him. This man goes, I just had the longest pee of my life. It must have lasted 20 minutes. Like, everybody's got, like, high tension after (laughs) just this fight with Uche. And here comes Milton just to naturally break the tension and didn't even know it was perfect. But he asks Renee to look out for Lydia, which I thought was so sweet. He sits her on the couch. And he's going to go finish his conversation with Uche. Right. He wants to give him that respect. In the conversation, I think in his mind, he just felt like if I wasn't going to finish this conversation, we were going to never get anywhere. I don't know. Lydia hits the nail on the head when she tells the ladies that she is thriving and in love with her fiancé and Uche can't stand it. Yeah. Oh, I fully believe He just believe can't that. stand to see her happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, believe that it wouldn't matter if Uche was in a very loving and committed relationship. He will never be happy with her being happy. No, because he's got to have never the final will. word. And he is out to make her look like a piece of trash. And I'm not here for it. So on with you, Uche, because we're done. And Lydia also comes back to the pod squad and says that Uche was sleeping with someone else while he was with her. Bombs throwing off. That's the pot calling the kettle black. He sat there and called Aaliyah a freaking cheater. A recent cheater. A recent cheater. Yes, he did. When he's doing all this crap. Like, ugh. It just, I can't, I can't stand him. And then Uche goes on. You know where he lives. You know where he lives. I'm just saying. On top of that mountain. He is president of the HOA at this point. He's still got that shovel. He's piling more on the top. But... He He is is. talking to Milton outside still, and he goes, I don't mean Mm -hmm. to show you these screenshots, but I want to show you that I'm not lying. I'm a good friend. Lydia planned to be here with me because she couldn't let me go. And I was like, you want to show these screenshots so you can feel good Uh about what you're doing to try to sabotage this relationship. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sir, step aside. Step aside. (laughs) Move along. Move along. Yeah. In the meantime, when Milton is talking, or I should say Uche is talking to Milton because Milton's not saying a word. He's just letting him talk. Mm -hmm. Johnny talks to Lydia and tells her that Uche is very convincing. And all the ladies are kind of looking at her like, you've lost your mind. Even Stacy said, you've lost your mind. Okay. I'm going to say it because we were team Johnny. From the beginning. We wanted the best for her. We liked her. We thought her and Chris were perfect. All of this stuff. I were rooting for them. I'm writing you off, Johnny. We're done. Because a a true friend, a true girl's girl, would never agree with a narcissistic a-hole like Uche. It's true. And what does it matter at this point? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, no. it, It does not pertain to any of you. No. No, it doesn't. All you can base it off of is is what you've seen. Right. And until you come and prove to me that she saw that email on Uche's computer, Mm -hmm. and then she immediately turned around and did the application to be on the show. I just, what a massive accusation he's put on her. You better back it. And I'm sorry, what are the odds that they would choose a previous girlfriend and boyfriend for the show? I don't, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I don't know. So back to Uche and Milton talking. Uche is talking to Milton again and talks about girls reaching out to him, saying she's looking at their stories, talking about Lydia looking at his friend's stories, and they're reaching out and telling him, we just want you to know what's going on. He tells Milton she planned to be there with him, and Milton basically Mm -hmm. shuts him down. He finally just says... You have your perspective. She has her perspective. I have my perspective and my path and my sure. path is with And he her. put things in calculus terms. And I was like, I don't understand, but I'm going to go with you here, Milton. I'm going to go with you. I really appreciate Milton's perspective because whereas he's young and we've talked about the age factor and him only being 24, he does not let negative perspectives affect him. And I really appreciated that. Like, he's Mm -hmm. got a level head. He's thinking for himself, and he does not need someone else to be this 
he just doesn't let the negativity get to him. So I, I applaud you, Milton. Mm-hmm. Milton just tells him it's all perception and her and Uche are on different paths. That's mm-hmm. life. They've separated. Milton says they have sure. great communication and Uche asks a question. And this question, him asking, just confirms to me that he can't get over Lydia. He asks Milton, so you feel like that's a lifelong thing between the two of you? Uche, if you are over her, why do you care? Why do you care if it's a lifelong thing? At this, what do you care? What do you care if it's a lifelong thing? If this is a mistake, then let it be Milton's mistake. Don't try to sabotage his relationship because you can't let the past go. Like, that's Mm. what it comes down to. Just move on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. I know. It's just, I, I'm so tired of Uche. So I'm glad it's over. That the conversation's over. And I'm glad that Milton got the last word and basically said, this is how it's going to be. In no uncertain yeah. terms. This is where I'm Slow happy. Slow clap for you, Milton. Slow yes. clap for you, buddy. Yeah. So then it goes back to the pod squad. And Chris and Izzy are talking. Mm-hmm. And Chris starts defending Johnny. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, She's not sketchy AF like you told everybody that she is. And why did you tell her that she was sketchy and that everybody felt that way? And and he's defending Johnny. And Izzy doesn't, he said he doesn't want Chris to get hurt because they were told the same exact thing in the pods. Mm -hmm. And whereas we all knew this, I felt like Chris knew that as well. And he was, you know, again grown man situation going on here he can make his own decisions he can make his own choices i know is he getting off on this whole like i got the last word and i told her she was sketchy af and blah blah, blah, like gross well but also at this point izzy is slurring his words and i'm just thinking this is not a conversation we need to be having when you're drunk no he's drunk and he's belligerent and this is this is can't come nothing good can come from this I agree. And then they all go back to like sitting together, everybody's sitting together. And Stacy, you guys know that I am not team Stacy except for that one time when she's supporting <laughs> Aaliyah or no no Lydia through all of her stuff. But Stacy was ugly. She was being just flat out ugly. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't understand it. I think it's just like built up resentment. I don't know. Maybe something happened off camera that we don't see. But there is some real tension between them. Yeah, she's like, is your face stuck like that? I will tell you, Stacy can cut. Her words can cut. It's her delivery and her words. Sure. She has a strong personality and her words can be brutal. But she was ugly. Johnny said that Stacy was deceitful uh, because she knew that she had liked Izzy. And I didn't feel like it was deceit. I felt like she was just being a private person. Stacy. I'm on Stacy's side for this one. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't owe it to anybody to say I'm interested in X, Y, or Z. You do you. I'll yeah. do me. And whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But Stacy called Johnny a shitty person. She and did. And Chris said not to say that to her. He he had her back, which I thought was really sweet. But mm-hmm. um, Johnny was saying something about her and Izzy being in a relationship. And Izzy was very firm in pointing out that they were never in a relationship. So stop calling it a relationship. Yeah. So I, it was just so much drama between all of them. And then Stacy comes back and say, says that Johnny is boring, fake, and two-faced. Which, you know, <laughs> like... I mean, I kind of see it now, but yeah. I, I don't know. I I was Team Johnny, and now I just... But also going back to the comment, that, the comment that Izzy made saying that they weren't in a relationship, that may not... That may be true that you guys were not officially boyfriend and girlfriend, but you definitely were getting to know each other on a very personal level. So to dismiss Johnny... You can say all day long, we were not official, but you cannot take away the fact that you were having a very emotional, intimate relationship. And and to dismiss her, you're lying. You had something oh, with Johnny. And, for, and let's admit, for a long time, Johnny was your number one. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until she started talking about her personal life did she knock down a peg and Stacy came up to number one. So there is still feeling, there are feelings there. There were definitely at one point and strong enough for you to have considered her for quite some time. I mean, they made an emotional connection. There was no denying that 
she was his number one until Stacy kind of weeded herself in there. Yes. But a girl by the name of, I think they called her Mar. She was not one of the main castmates on the season. Right. She tried sticking up for Johnny and Stacy was like, nope, I, like, I'm not going to hear it. I'm And she just walks away. So I felt like something was fishy there. Like something was, something was up that, that maybe we didn't see, maybe wasn't being said. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It just kind of felt really ick and ugly over just how the way Stacy was acting. And I, I wasn't a fan. Well, also at the same time, giving her a little bit of credit, she had just dealt with Izzy going off on, on Johnny. And we'll hear the conversation sure. that she has later with Izzy and her perception of how he handled that was not in a way of, I got her or I told her off because she deserved it. It was more of a, I told her off to Look let what those I feelings go. But to let those feelings right. go. I could see that. And we'll talk a little bit more of that. But I think at this point, the party needs to be over. There is nothing but fighting. People are getting drunk. It's not a time to have these deep, meaningful conversations. And I think at that point, the party's done. So it goes back to Lydia and Milton. And she was so worried that Milton would not defend her. And he's just being a duck and letting it all roll off his shoulders. He really took the time to stop, build Lydia up, and says, F everyone else, who cares? Let's shake it off and move forward. And I really, really like that about him because Mm -hmm. it just goes to show his maturity there and how he's not going to let the, the noise and the chatter take over what they have going for them. Yes, I agree. So, And the maturity yeah. level. I mean, just she's sure. fire and she's rambunctious. She's loud. She's emotional. And he is the complete opposite. Right. And I think that's a perfect blend. I think it, it's it's a great it's a great combination for both of them. I right? do too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now we're breaking up the couples and we're going to start with Izzy and Stacy. So we're following Izzy and Stacy back into the apartment after the pod squad barbecue upstairs. He mm-hmm. is slurring his words. He's. You could tell he's had some. He's had. He's drunk. Yeah. And he's still talking yeah. about Johnny and Chris. He cannot mm-hmm. let that Because he can't let it go. go. No. Stacy, at this point, she's over it. And she wonders why Izzy cares so much, which is a great point. She doesn't understand why he is, quote, unquote, looking out for Chris. Why does Mm -hmm. he feel like he needs to have Chris's back? It's a great question. Like, let him go. Let him live his life. Let him make the mistakes or let him be happy. Either way, the direction of the relationship goes. It's not his responsibility to care for Chris. She tells Izzy that he isn't acknowledging that him talking about Johnny so much is a sensitive subject because of Izzy's relationship with Johnny. He says he got turned on when she was going after Johnny. He says he was turned on with Stacy when she went after Johnny, but that was not the intent for Stacy. Stacy wasn't sitting there trying to do that with Johnny. Yeah. She was just trying to defend her actions and have this, I, I'm going to assume, a much-needed conversation she had with Johnny. Right. He is so happy that he went with his heart and gut when he picked Stacy. But if you remember in the last episode when he had that hash out with Johnny and after the conversation, he was heated and told Stacy he was lucky to have her. It sounded mm-hmm. more of he was happy he didn't pick Johnny instead of him being happy he picked Stacy. And that is a big difference. For sure, because he goes on to say, oh, I'm so glad we're together. I love you so much. And Stacy's like, I don't want to be your shelter in that mm-hmm. sense. Like, I don't want I don't want you to say all these things and be all lovey-dovey and happy to be with me just because you had a run-in with a quote-unquote ex here. Like, yeah. it's a sensitive subject. Let's not talk about it. Why are you concerned about this? This is a waste of time. And Izzy says that Johnny wasn't a past relationship. She was a pod chick. <laughs> and Stacy points out that Johnny was his first pick for a long time. So it doesn't yes. make her feel good that he continues to talk about her. Yeah. And so I I agree with Stacy on this. I don't feel like she was in the wrong to bring any of that up. She said that she doesn't feel like Izzy acknowledges her the way that he said he would in the pods. Mm-hmm. When you get home, what do you do for me? That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like... Uh, it kind of makes you cringe, like have secondhand embarrassment there because you're like, ooh, this is a really uncomfortable conversation that they're getting ready to have. But it that they have to have it. They have to have them. They do. They do. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But, you know, he reminds her that he's juggling his own emotions and that she makes him feel like he's not good enough for her. He reminds her of the things that he does aside from making dinner because she, I don't know why she's so fixated on him making her dinner, but she's like, you don't make me dinner. Like, I I just think it's an example. I just think that's just something. I know, but it was like repeated. Like, that's the only thing that you can think of that he doesn't do is make dinner. I I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a big deal for her, I guess, because she does it all. But I think, like she said to him, it would be nice if those things every once in a while were done when she got home as opposed to her coming home from work and then her having to turn around and do that for both of them, that it would be nice. And she's not asking for this every night. She's just saying a little bit of 50-50 here. Can we get it to where you help out with these things and I help out with these things? We do this for each other. Some shared responsibility. Yes. Yeah, so, but, you know, I was also thinking, like, at this point, we don't really know the timeline. Like, are you living together for a week at this point and you're expecting Mm -hmm. all of these things to, like, suddenly unfold? Because for me, if that's something that we had talked about previously doing, let's, like, ease into it. It doesn't have to be everything all at once where it's like, I'm buying you flowers every day and I am making dinner every day. I'm going to cook cook and clean and clean up the dishes and do all of this stuff every single day you know like those things take time but on another sense I could I could see Stacy's point of view in this too well on that I also say because you're fitting let's say on average a two-year relationship into two weeks mm-hmm. you have no choice but to get to these things right away quickly yeah that's yeah. true Yeah, I don't know. He was, at this point, he's drunk and he's very uncomfortable. He gets up and walks away to the bedroom. (laughs) She sits for a second. She follows him and the camera is outside the bathroom closet as they're having a conversation. You can hear that he's emotional. Mm -hmm. And I say, in vino veritas. So, in wine, there is truth. Because he's crying and he's telling her there is always something that he does wrong and he's over it. She leaves him to cry it out. We see him red rimming it as he comes out of the closet to close the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the conversation. And they just kind of leave it. I think she just doesn't want to sit there and like she can't. There's nothing else she can do. He wants to be left alone. That's why I said don't have these conversations when you're inebriated because no. you're going to get a truth and you may may or may not like it. I agree. But it goes to the next day. Stacy's teaching Pilates, which I did not know she was a Pilates teacher because I thought she was an operations manager. Maybe she does both. Maybe she's an operations manager with Pilates. I really don't know. Right. But um, Izzy just happens to show up there and he's got a gift with him. And, you know, because she brings up like you said you were going to do this, this and this for me and you haven't done it. And I don't know. I was rolling my eyes at the whole thing because she kept reiterating reiterating that she was sick of the excuses for why he hasn't done the things that he said he would do. I just disagree. I, I just we can we can disagree. Yeah, I, I just I I think she sees things that we don't see, and I think they're starting to freak her out. And it's I think it's more so a matter of you keep telling me that you're going to do these things, but your your words are not showing in your actions because you're. You're not. You can tell me all day long that you're going to do all these wonderful things. But until you actually show me, I can't believe that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And she is. I'll tell you what. She just doesn't let. She's not a pushover. She's just not going to let him walk all over. So it's one of those things. Like if you're going to say you're going to do it, you better damn well do it. And I'm going to hold you accountable when you don't. Which I can appreciate that she's not a walkover. Like you're not going to walk on over her. But in the same sense, like. You know, I I feel like her expectations were set so high and maybe it's maybe. because of the things that he said to her. Or maybe the lifestyle that she's lived. That could be it, too. And maybe that's it, part of the true. problem. She couldn't meet him. You know, she needs to find a way to meet him in the middle. I mean, he doesn't come mm-hmm. for money if he if he's always struggled his whole life he's not gonna know what bougie first class flying and having to pay for a whole luggage because it's just wine full and of shoes. kind yes. of thing right 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. But he shows up to her Pilates class at the end of it, and he says that he loves her and he'll continue to fight for her. They have a heart-to-heart where Izzy says that he felt really unappreciated. Mm-hmm. And Stacy said the things that she does, and she wants to be reciprocated. You know, she wants the things that, that she does for him to be done for her, which I feel that on a personal level. You know, everybody feels that. They want the things yeah. done for them that they do for other people. But she takes time to plan things for him. She wants the same done for her. He said, the things that I have done go unrecognized because she's solely focusing on what he's not doing. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, again, we're seeing like little things here and there. So who knows in the grand scheme of things what all was and was not being done. Well, and I can also tell you that I, these are not conversations. These are conversations that I know because I've had them. Relationships are sure, hard. And I have when too. you are... When you are blending your life with somebody, you now have to make those compromises and you have to talk and you have to get to know what other people, the other person likes and what they don't like. And I know these conversations. I've had them with my husband. We also, at the same time, were able to talk through them. And I think that that will, if you're able to talk through these things and fix them, recognize what somebody's telling you and make a concerted effort to fix them. Then you're on the right path to have a long and lasting relationship. I think that's what she's trying to say here. Uh, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, He said that he still manages to come back, you know, after all of this and be there for her. He loves her, but he needs more of that from her. And he wants to give her everything that she's never Mm -hmm. had. He gives her this gift, (laughs) y'all. And it is a plunger. Saying that it's a really crappy situation, but he's here to fight. And I'm, (laughs) I, I, um, okay, I will, I will give you props on the creativeness here, (laughs) but what? (laughs) Maybe some roses and chocolate. Like, I don't even know, like a plunger? I don't, I I guess it's. uh, but she took it in stride, so she must have found it funny. I, I <laughs> she did, and I, I was just I, I had to really watch because I was like, this cannot be real. Like that's just the gag gift, right? No, that was his gift. Was that a was his gift with the saying on it? And I don't know about you, but when people, when grown adults talk like a baby, I cannot handle it. She does do and that it's with like, him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I just can It's like nails on a chalkboard. And this was not the first instance, but I was just like, oh, you can't what? take it. Like, yeah. I can't do it. It's just, no, don't do it. Just please don't. Oh, my Mercy. God. I didn't even pick up on that, but I, I hear what you're saying. And she does do that. I'm going to say. So we end that conversation. They seem to be on better terms. Right. He's standing next to his Jeep. Where does he? I mean, that's a nice Jeep. Maybe I'm just assuming because he has a new job. That thing is really nice. And I'm sure that thing was not cheap. I mean, we've looked into buying a Jeep before and it was very expensive. And so um, I don't know where that's coming from. Where that money's coming from, right? Because yeah. that seems to be... I- it's a topic of conversation in their relationship and it never gets brought up. It doesn't, but you have paper plates and paper cups that are driving this expensive Jeep. Like priorities, right? What is happening here? Uh, Yeah. That was just my observation and it never got brought up. So I don't know. This is, is he just, ugh. That's what I'm saying. That's what, when I saw that track, I said, wait a minute here. That does not seem know. right. Where are you getting this? The next day is the day that Stacy meets Izzy's mom. She arrives mm-hmm. before Stacy's home. They never really talk about where she was, but this gives her a chance for Izzy and her to interact before Stacy comes home. She mm-hmm. is the most, you can tell, the most important person in Izzy's life, which is great. I think sure. it's for a long time it's been him and his mom. And he even talked about the fact that he did have a stepdad, but he's no longer either alive or in the picture. I can't remember what he said yeah, about Yeah, he just him. said he wasn't in the picture. So okay. I was like, hmm. Yeah. His mom is honest and she says that she's in shock when she found out mm-hmm. about him being engaged. 
She's speechless, but she's excited. And he says, in his past relationships, if there was an issue, the girl ran away, but not Stacy. Every Monday, he buys her flowers, but his mom wants to know about her. She really, you know, that's all great, fine and dandy, but I want to know about her. He -hmm. says Stacy's loud, and you'll know when she walks into the room, but there's never a dull moment. She's special. She's not easy, though. And he said, Stacy is tough to deal with, but worth it. Yep. She's tender and sweet, and it's something about her just makes him want more. Makes you want more of what? Does it make you want to be a better person? Does it want you to strive to achieve more in your life? He didn't really specify. His mom Mm -hmm. wants to make sure this decision is a sure thing. And I think she's looking out for both sides, right? Sure. Yeah. And how could you not? It's your child making this lifelong decision based off of six weeks. Like... This is I a know, big deal. Not even. She comes in. She brings his mom a beautiful flower arrangement. They hug. Mm-hmm. Stacy's very outgoing. She's not shy. She just kind of hugs her and she says, come sit down on the couch. They all sit on the couch and she's very forward. She's very extroverted talking to his mom. And he's sitting there and his leg is shaking. He shakes a lot. I think he gets very uncomfortable very quickly. Mm-hmm. I agree. So his mom says... To Stacy, in my personal opinion, sweetheart, this is not a game. I said, oh, shoot. Izzy's mom is not coming to play. Business. Uh huh. She says, I don't want to sound like an overprotective mother or anything, but I am thinking, is this really the person for my son? Mm-hmm. Look, these it's are a questions great thing that, to bring up. Yes, these are questions that they're going to get thrown at them, and they have better be able to answer them in this short amount of time. It's the time frame, I think, that gets everybody. Because how can Mm -hmm. you be so certain in four weeks, whatever the time frame is, four weeks, that this is the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with? Right. Stacey's strong. She says, honestly, it would be really hard for me to say I'm the woman for your son and sell you on it. But everything about him is definitely genuine. I know that I'm in love with him. I know that he has feelings for me that are very real and it caught me off guard. He brings out in her an emotional and vulnerable side, and that's allowed her to connect on a deep level. It's a bond that she can't describe. Right. He says it isn't easy, and she loves him for it. Stacy makes him want to be a better man. Stacy said she feels comfortable being vulnerable with him, and being vulnerable doesn't mean knowing there is someone to catch you, which is, Mm -hmm. wow, that's a powerful statement. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She feels safe enough, or she feels able to be vulnerable enough that it may she may fall flat on her face Mm -hmm. so that's and that's scary that's big you know i mean nobody wants to feel vulnerable i i don't like it for sure no that's a hard one for me i don't either with izzy she's glad she'll gladly jump off the cliff not knowing if she has a parachute because he's worth it she's really good with her words she is she is yeah i agree izzy's mom just says that she doesn't want anybody to get hurt and that she wants to make sure that Stacy is protected, but that her son is protected, too, and that he takes care of her. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, I don't know, alarms were going off in my head because I'm like, what is it that I was gonna say, going to say, what is mom not telling Stacy? Is she telling her and, you know, read between the lines on this one, sister? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see for future episodes. But, you know, it's hard because in I made this as a note and I said, in the real world, stuff like this is not on a time limit. Mm-hmm. And I truly don't feel that they would be together if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for them having to be going through this process in such a short amount of time. I don't think that they would be together in the real in the real world outside of Love is Blind. Yeah, it does make you wonder if she would find, and I only say this because she said it in the past, that she's just, she's had a very hard time committing to somebody. So I Mm -hmm. don't know if her meeting him, if this were just a very quote unquote traditional way of dating, if she would have found those things to push her away. And so this experiment sort of forced her to really look past all those things. Step outside those boxes. But I think there are red flags in her mind, but maybe not enough to say, not enough for her to not want to go through with it at this point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they leave it and they're in love. They seem happy. Mom is happy. Mom Mom is smiling. And now we get to our only other couple, Lydia and Milton. 
Yes. And we're going back yes. to after Milton talks to Uche, they're in the lobby of the apartment complex. They're embracing. Lydia's physically upset at the situation. Mm-hmm. Milton, he does such a great job of comforting her. He says he it's so minute what happened with Uche. It's just so minute. And that's that's a great point. It means nothing in their relationship. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's so insignificant. Yeah, and he said he only sees the now, that he doesn't take her past into account, which I love that, Milton, way to go. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't want her to let anyone have this much control over her emotions. And I was clapping for him because that is such a hard thing to do. Really? Especially when you are this powerful, uh, emotional, vulnerable woman that is putting yourself out there for the world. Like, not letting the effect of somebody that's trying to ruin your now and your future, that would be so hard. I don't, I would probably react the same way that she is because that's, that's difficult. That's hard. It may be hard because it was a man coming after a woman Mm -hmm. and he was coming at her in such a way that was so very, very uncomfortable Yeah, that I agree. I don't know how I would have. No, I know how I would have reacted. I would have gotten right up in his face. I already know it. I already know. You absolutely would have. And I would have been right there at your back. I would have been in his freaking face. That's my personality. And that's hers. I don't know if I could have had the strong conviction to be able to handle it in a mature way that Milton did. Mm -hmm. But again, again, I know Milton says this to her. That it's so minute, but for her, it's a different situation. It's a different, it would be different if it were a woman to a woman, but it is a Mm -hmm. man coming after a woman. Right. And that's why she has to fight him. That's the difference. That is the difference. She has to, he's, he's out there spreading these, what I have to assume are, they're just allegations at this point because there's no proof that any of this happened, but he's throwing that out to anybody and everybody. And she's having to sit there and justify it or she's having mm-hmm. to sit there and defend herself. Right. It just sucks that she's in that, in that situation. It does. So while I, I would love for her to have just walked away. Unfortunately, she's not in the position to have been able to do that. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Because of how, how Uche is, she could never get away and, and have that final word, have that final conversation where it's calm or you don't even have a conversation at all because he's just going to keep on knocking. Like There were other ew. guys there. That makes me so upset, too, because there were other guys up there in that squad pod. And another guy should have come in and said, hey, man, you can't talk Knock to her off. like that. Yeah, I'm not right. going to let you sit there and talk to her like that. It had to be the women defending the woman. Well, and that's how it always is, like in every circumstance, practically. So, you know, I agree. I agree on that. But we move on to Lydia meeting Milton's family. And it's kind of awkward, I have to say, because Lydia is the exact polar opposite of Milton and his family. She's very loud. His family is very subdued and very factual, very, you know, they they want to get down to... Yes, they want to get down to the nitty gritty. They're not about the games. They're not about the small talk. Like, let's get into these deep, hard conversations. And Milton's sister, I don't remember her name, but she said that their mom, Jessica, um, she said that their mom will FBI Google the heck out of Lydia and know her credit score before she leaves the house. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, if that's not a mama, I don't know what is because yes, Uh ma'am, I stand by that. I will do the same for my girls. You better watch out to the future men that marry my babies because I will find out everything about you. Uh Uh-huh. Good for you. But the... Yeah, but the age factor comes up and the mom, she asks how someone who is 30 is interested in someone that's 24. And Lydia admits, she she says, you know, at 24, I wouldn't have been ready to get married, but she loves him for him. And she knows that they have something real and magical that's going on that, you know, age doesn't matter at that point. Like, it just is what it is. She's ready to get married. They... She reminds her, you know, that they connected on an emotional level, and that goes a lot further than the age factor for her. Mm-hmm. So they get to talking about, you know, like, okay, well, tell us about things that have, make, you know, been making you crazy about Milton. Like, mm-hmm. tell us about the things that kind of drive you crazy. And Lydia mentions that 
Milton's laziness bothers her. Yeah. And, you know, I could see that. Absolutely. I don't want to have to have to treat my husband as my fourth child. Like, you're, yeah. we're in a partnership. You help me just as much as I help everybody else. Right. But his mom asks Milton if he's actually ready for that responsibility because, you know, Lydia brings up, like, I'm having to clean up dishes after him or, you know, he'll leave like dishes on the couch for two days Mm -hmm. or the towels on the floor. And, um, you know, it did feel like kind of a motherly child situation, I guess, when she brought that up. Yeah. But um, his mom, you know, flat out asks if he's ready for that responsibility. So... And he says, you know, yeah, Milton, that's it. He yeah, just says, he, yeah, he doesn't really acknowledge anything further. He's not in here for the, the big, heavy conversations. And yeah. you can tell that he's uncomfortable with all the, like, interrogation factor going on. Yes. His mom even says, well, can you elaborate? It can't be just, yeah. <laughs> right. She brings that up for sure. And the sister says that the whole marriage thing, she thinks that it's phony. And she's calling it for what it is. Like, she just, she's not a fan. And you can tell that she's very guarded. She's very reserved. She's not wanting to entertain the thought that this is actually going to go through. Because how could it possibly be? That's, I feel like, Jessica's mentality for this whole thing. Yes, but his brother-in-law came through and said that he's heard Milton talk about settling down. So... The fact that Milton Mm -hmm. is getting married is not a shock to him because he's heard him say he's ready to maybe settle down. Right. So that's not out of the ordinary. Yeah. So he had his back. I liked it. Yeah. I know. The brother-in-law liked him too. Yes. Now comes, I feel like, the most uncomfortable part, right? Because the mom wants to talk to Lydia privately. Yes. And the sister's there. Oh, yes. I, you know, I know. I kind of cringed a little bit because it felt very much like she was in a job interview. It did. It did. And I'm sorry, Milton's mama, I would be a little bit scared if I was applying for a job at your company because you meant business. She did. I mean, she looked at Lydia and she said that some of Lydia's answers felt very scripted. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, <laughs> my God, I think she's just trying to say that she loves your son in the best possible way. And Lydia's face got like got very serious. Holy crap. This is not. Yeah, easy. she was like, oh, this is we're diving in deep right now. Yeah, I got to work to please this lady. I got to work to let this lady or work to make this lady <laughs> like me. Mm-hmm. She tells uh, she tells Milton's mom and sister that. What you see is what you get with her. And there's just not anything Mm -hmm. else besides that. But the mom wants to know, like, what are your future plans? And, you know, he wants to get his his PhD. Do you support that? And she says, I absolutely support him getting his his PhD. Mm -hmm. And Lydia says, even though I'm 30, I'm I'm not here to date around and play the game. Like, I'm not here to just kind of date this guy or then date this guy. She's in it for the long game. She's looking for a husband. Mm -hmm. And she's found that in Milton. She has been working on herself and that Milton is her reward. And that has to make her, make his mom feel good. that that was so precious. What a treasured thing to say about your child. Like, that's what you want for your, your Mm -hmm. child's future spouse to say about them. That they've worked so hard to get where they are that now... This amazing, magical pot of gold is at the end of their rainbow that they, like, had to trudge through to get to. Yeah. Like, ugh, way to go, Lydia. That was beautiful. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yes. So, But I, Jessica just isn't seeing it. She's just not <laughs> she buying isn't. it. She's not seeing... I don't know if she doesn't believe it in Lydia, but I know that in her mind she doesn't believe that Milton's ready to settle down. She doesn't see him... Right on a path of settling down this young because I think he does have future plans to get the PhD and that might offset it a little bit. But you know what? Lydia is so mature in her her spot in life. She's gotten her master's degree. She knows the work that it takes to go further in your education. Mm-hmm. So I fully see her being supportive of that and being his number one cheerleader and you want to go to school I will I will be the breadwinner while you go and further your education 
Right. I will do that because I know that that's something that you want to do. So I, I did not feel like it was phony at all. I, um, no. Milton's mom had made the comment that Lydia's resume looks legit, but that she not, she's not sure if it's true or if it's real. And I just didn't get that vibe. I feel like Lydia has done a lot of work, you know, based off of what we see, of course, you know, and have heard, but I feel like she has done a lot to get to where she is. And you know, that, that has to say something in the grand scheme. I think she just wears her heart on her sleeve. I don't think she's, you know, I think Lydia is too, and I mean this in the most positive way. I think she is a very loud personality that I don't think she has the ability to hide things. So Jessica says that she wants Milton to give her that surety that he is committed and that he's in this for the long haul. And so it was interesting that, I mean, that's kind of how the whole thing ends up coming to play, like coming to end because they, you know, the family's just like, hey, do you actually know what you're getting into here? Like, this is marriage. This is not a a half-hearted, blindsided thing. Like, you have to be sure that you know what you're doing here. Yeah. I just hope if they get married that his family is quick to accept her. And she doesn't have to work quite as hard. Because I think she's sure, really having to sell them right now. Imagine trying to sell them a vehicle. No, they'd be like, I need some resume that you are yeah. an, an applicable salesperson here because I don't believe you. I don't believe it would that be you a hard sell. Car. They would be working hard it would for be that hard. commission. And I'm not dogging his parents. No. I think that they're scary. They are just very, they are scary. And I'm, I would be scared as a daughter-in-law going into this. <laughs> Being like, I don't know if I can sell you on me. Like, you yeah. have your opinion, and I'm not yeah. sure that I can change it. So right. um, we'll see how this ends up playing out. But yeah. um, I, I'm i rooting for them, and I hope that they they end up making it. But um, <sighs> that, that kind of yeah. ends the episode, so I'm anxious to see what happens next. I know we have one more episode until the wedding. Oh my gosh. I know. Wedding day is coming up. So we've got one more episode before that happens. It's going to be like the couple days before the wedding. So we should see plenty of anxiety, nerves, stress, arguments, all the things as D-Day comes closer. I can't wait. I know, you guys. Oh, stick around. Catch us when that episode comes out. Yes. Tell all your friends. Spread the word. More and more people, I'm finding love, love is blind. I didn't know so many people were such fans of the show, either. but I'm just kind of like, hey, well, if you like it, come listen to our podcast. Come on over, girl yeah. or guy. Yeah. Girl or guy, yeah. All is welcome. Exactly. exactly. Hey, guys, send us in any questions, comments to pour the tea podcast at gmail.com. Give us your suggestions on any shows, dating shows. We love dating shows. Any mm-hmm. documentaries on dating shows. Give us your thoughts and opinions on these couples. Who do you think is going to make it? Who's not going to make it? What dirty little details and secrets do you know of these couples? We want to hear them all. I'm saying. Come follow us on all the social media sites. Instagram. TikTok. We've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. We've got all the things. Come download us wherever you get your podcasts. Come rate and review. And have a fantastic day afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this and we'll see you next time yeah guys thank you love you love you bye